We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We're the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Baisley, catch me out. There you go. <laughs> nice. Hardy spins it to throw great defense by the rookie out of Arizona State. For the lead, Gilgis Alexander got it! The Thunder lead by one! Hello, everybody, and welcome to an uncontested post-game podcast edition. I am your host for tonight, Justin, as OKC drops preseason game number two to the Chicago Bulls, 124 103. We are proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomtownHoops.com. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore uncontested and Facebook at the uncontested podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome you to the tank. Um, if tonight was any indication of what the rest of the Thunder season is going to be like, um, welcome. <laughs> I hope you're all ready. Uh, I think the first game we all got um, bamboozled. Uh, I, we knew this team isn't going to win a lot of games. We don't want them to win a lot of games. It's not in their best interest to win a lot of games, but beating the Spurs uh, made a little slower transition into Tank Town, but tonight was like jumping headfirst into the deep end. 
Uh, the Thunder lose by 21 points. They were never really in it. It was never really competitive. It was very clear that there was a gap between these two teams. All that said, it's preseason. Um, it's not anything to draw some hard and fast conclusions about. However, I am going to do my best to shake off my own rust and get back into prime season form and breaking down this game for you. Thankfully, there are some positives because we are going to have to find the positives all season long because the positives are no longer wins and losses. We are looking at development. We are looking at the growth of young talent. This is a new era for the Thunder. We are hoping to find the next generation of Thunder players crafting that Thunder 2.0. And I think we saw some evolutions tonight. The first two guys that I want to talk about, Darius Baisley and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Two names probably not surprising to start with, um, but very exciting to see their development. I thought both of them looked fantastic, especially to start the game. Uh, I don't think either of them played any minutes in the second half, which is to be expected for the preseason. Baisley in particular, I felt like came out really strong. He hit a, a pull-up mid-range jumper early on. He hit a contested three-pointer. He did, he had some nice finishes in the lane. Uh, really nice stuff from Baisley, especially the finishing in traffic. That was something that I felt like he struggled with last season. Uh, he was good at getting to the rim, but he couldn't always finish at the rim. You saw that a lot in the bubble, especially, where it felt like he kept being able to get right there, but he just couldn't get the ball in the bucket tonight. He showed some good finishes. Uh, He was able to finish in traffic. He was able to get the ball in the basket. That's what you want to see from Bays. If he can continue to use his length to get to the basket and finish at the basket, that's that's a huge step forward for Baisley. So I'd love to see more of that out of him, but really pleased with what he was able to do tonight, especially after not playing in that first preseason game against the Spurs. Did not travel to San Antonio, did not play against the Spurs. So seeing him tonight for the Thunder was really, really nice. SGA, I mean, the kid is silky smooth, shea butter, whatever you want to call him. You just can't beat it. Uh, His footwork is so impressive. He had a nice little kind of stutter step, uh, got the defender in the air, stepped around him and scooped it into the basket. I mean, that would have. I know CP3 is going to see that highlight somewhere, and he's probably going to text SGA about it because that was just, that was textbook. I mean, that that's that's the kind of stuff that CP3 was probably taking that young fella under his wing last year, just the little nuances of footwork that make him play like a guy who's not a third-year player. He plays with a smoothness and a control that's just unbeatable. Um, He's never, he he has no wasted movements. And I think we saw the development of that tonight. I am very excited um, to see, maybe more than anything else this season, to see what he can do with the ball in his hand more often. I think we got a taste of it tonight, but we are obviously going to get more of that as the season progresses. And I think, um, sign me up. I am 100% here for it. We also got our first look at Al Horford. Fun fact, Al Horford's dad is named Alfredo. Um, I made a joke about this on Twitter. Someone pointed out his dad's name actually is Alfredo, though he goes by Tito. Um, that's not related to the game, but it just felt like something you should all know. So keep that in your back pocket. Uh, Alfredo Horford Jr., not his real name. A good showing tonight. Another player who did not play against San Antonio. It was great to see him in a Thunder uniform, albeit four years too late. Um, 
God bless. I could not help but think about the world that could have been with Kevin Durant returning to the Thunder, Al Horford joining. I uh, Okay, <laughs> I have to stop. Um, but Al Horford's on the Thunder now. And it was very clear that they wanted to run the offense through him at the beginning of the game. They were forcing the ball into his hands, letting him either, you know, set up screen plays or having him, you know, hold the ball at the top of the key and make a decision to kind of start the play through there. Uh, it, it was a good showing from Al. I think uh, Fox Sports Oklahoma awarded him player of the game uh, for for whatever that's worth. Uh, but good showing from Al. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what his role looks like. I think best case scenario, Al Horford ends up with the CP3 career path, uh, the the Thunder Rehab Center, the Thunder what a Thunder NBA player uh, career rehabilitation center. I think we should trademark that. Uh, get Al Horford in a place where he can command top value on the trade market and then be able to flip him for some future assets. That is what the Thunder are looking to do and probably nothing else. Al Horford is not going to be the centerpiece of this team. He is not going to be the focus of this team. But I think if you can get him to a place where he is seen as a high value asset on the market and the Thunder can maximize what they can get in return, that's ideal. If he can play more games like he did in the first half tonight, I think he's on his way there. Going back to young assets, people I think are actually going to hang around this team. Frank Jackson, that dude balling out. Two games now, both preseason games, Frank Jackson has put up impressive numbers and looked really good doing it. And that's good for him because he's on a non-guaranteed contract. He's a guy that, you know, many thought probably could and would get cut at the end of training camp. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think Frank makes the roster. Uh, He has looked impressive tonight, 20 minutes, put up 15 points on six of nine shooting, three of four from deep, two rebounds, one assist for good measure. He's, he's looked really solid. Um, I, I, our boy Taylor has chosen to stand him for the upcoming season. So for Taylor's sake, I hope he doesn't get cut. Uh, but I, I'm really impressed with what I see from him. He was able to, you know, take a ho-hum second half and make it interesting. Uh, keep, keep me, uh, engaged in the game, which was important, uh, personally speaking, but I think that I'm excited to see what he can bring to this Thunder team. You know, he put up some good showings in new Orleans. He, he had a, was a 30 piece in the bubble. He's not a scrub. And I think he showed that tonight. So I think he has a, a real, um, highly, highly likely chance to make this roster and hopefully, you know, make an impact on this team throughout the season. Next up, we have to talk about my boy, Teo Maladon, not mellow Don as our boy, Michael cage referred to him tonight. Maladon. Teo Maladon, uh, another good showing from Teo. The numbers don't pop as much as they did against the Spurs, but he looked good. He looks in control, kind of similar to Shea, where he plays beyond his years. He does not look like a rookie. I think sometimes you you see that more with these European guys because they're playing at a professional level from a younger age. So while he is a young rookie and one of the youngest players that played tonight, he did not look it. He looked poised. He looked in control. He made some really smart plays. Uh, I'm excited to continue to watch Teo. I think he is going to end up being an absolute steal for where the Thunder picked him up in the draft. Uh, the fact that he was mocked in the you know the top five, albeit in early mocks for last year's draft, uh, I think says something about his potential. And I think if the Thunder can help unlock that with their developmental staff, like we've seen them be able to do 
with other guys throughout the years. Uh, I'm very excited to see what Teo can do. And last but not least, we cannot talk, probably can't talk any game this season without talking about Alexei Pokushevsky. Um, the Poku experience was on full display tonight. This dude is just an enigma. <laughs> I, th- I think that's the best way to describe Alexi is just, um, he's an adventure. Every possession's an adventure. And I think that was personified tonight. He just had some of the strangest plays, some of the most like uncomfortable looking plays, but then some really like, holy crap, like that's really impressive kind of plays he had one tonight where he got he got the defensive rebound ran down the court I think he kicked it over to I want to say Maladon who kicked it back to him at the top of the key and just drained a three and it looked effortless and smooth and it's like okay that is really impressive um we have the second coming of Kevin Durant on our hands I don't really think that but like in those moments he shows these flashes where you see what his ceiling could be and <laughs> And then he has other moments where he almost gets baptized by Laurie Markinen on a dunk or when he throws passes out of bounds or, you know, looks like Bambi trying to walk on the ice. And you realize he's raw. He is so raw. And I think the Thunder knew that. And that's what we've talked about so much with this pick is like, if you're going to take a home run swing on an unpolished project, this is the year to do it, and I think that's what you have in Poku. He shows you flashes of what his ceiling can be. It's up to the Thunder now to polish that diamond, uh, to see what they can get out of him, to try and refine his game, uh, probably help him put on some weight. That would help. But overall, it's just going to be a matter of helping him kind of get the basics of being an NBA player to go with his natural kind of talent and uh, playmaking ability, which he's shown through these two preseason games so far. So I'm very excited to continue watching Poku, mostly because he keeps things interesting. When the ball is in his hand, you know it's going to be interesting. So I'm excited to watch more of that. As always, we ask for your guys' questions. You always come through. Thank you so much for that. If you're not already, follow us on Twitter at the underscore uncontested, and you can get your postgame question answered on the podcast. But before we get to those, I want to tell you about our sponsors for the evening. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Indeed. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Thankfully, Indeed is here to help. Indeed's the number one job site in the world, suck it LinkedIn, with more total visits than any other job site according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, so you can focus on hiring the person you need. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you can. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore's total visits. So it's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. And right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now 
to indie.com slash bluewire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Tonight's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. And don't forget your promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's get into those Twitter questions. First things first. From at Kiyoshima Huey, 17. So I know it's just preseason. So how good do you think the Thunder is going to be in the regular season? Uh, Kiyoshima, I think they are going to be very bad. <laughs> and I think that's a good thing. Um, as much as I'd love to see him go 3-0 and in the preseason and 0-72 in the regular season, that's probably not going to happen. But this team is going to be very bad. There's going to be lots of games, like tonight, where they lose by 21 points. They're never in it. It's not competitive. And that's just kind of what it is. There's also going to be nights where they beat somebody they shouldn't, where they really surprise you, where Poku drops 25 points, where Baisley does something ridiculously athletic, where Shea does a highlight reel move and gets on Bleacher Report as many times as um, Alex Caruso does on a weekly basis. But that's going to be a balance. Uh, you're, there's going to be a lot of boring games, and that's just the unfortunate reality of the tank. The Thunder's ultimate goal is not this season. The Thunder's ultimate goal is not next season. The Thunder's ultimate goal is a few seasons away. And in order to get to where they want to go, they need to be bad right now. And that's not always going to be easy. There's going to be nights in mid-February where the Thunder lose by 28 to the Charlotte Hornets. And you're going to say, is this the right route? Is this really what I want as a fan? And you have to remind yourself uh, why they're doing it because it's not going to be fun in the moment. You look at the Cade Cunninghams, the Amani Bates, uh, the guys coming down the pipeline. Like, let's go land Bronny James and his his dad too while we're at it. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying any of those are for sure going to happen, but those are the kind of places where the Thunder's heads are at. So no, I do not think the Thunder are going to be very good this season. Uh, but there's still going to be positives we can look for, like we did tonight, looking at the development of the young guys, seeing their growth, seeing what they can do. That's going to be the fun part. Speaking of that, at a real Lindgren asks, who made the biggest step forward from game one to game two? This is a great question. Um, I know that I mentioned some of the guys like Frank Jackson, who's had two really good games. Uh, you can also point at Darius Baisley, who did not play in game one, and we got to see a little bit of him tonight. That was really exciting. I thought that we got some interesting minutes from Moses Brown. And maybe this isn't the best answer to your question. I don't think anybody took like a massive leap forward between the two games. But Moses Brown had some intriguing minutes. I don't think this guy is like going to be a big contributor to this team. But I, I do think he showed a little bit tonight that was more exciting 
than what we saw in the three minutes that we got against the Spurs. So I think if I had to pick anybody, I'm, I'm going to pick Moses Brown in 10 minutes tonight. Five of six shooting, 12 points, two of five from the free throw line, a rebound and two rebounds and a steal to round out that stat line. He looks a little awkward at times. I think he probably needs to put on a little bit of weight to go with that gigantic seven foot frame that he has. Uh, Not unlike Poku, though he's not as skinny as Poku, obviously. But I think that, you know, he was intriguing. He could be a rotation guy. I don't think he's going to be a starter. I don't even think he's necessarily the backup center on this team. I think that's an area of a little bit of depth concern. But I think that if he can continue to develop, he could be that third guy. He could be a rotation guy back up in a pinch that could be decent for this team. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if he can continue to deliver like he did tonight. Because for for what he did in the minutes that he had, you can't complain with that stat line. Next question, at Jared Fergie asks, what is the best routine Michael Cage on air quote? I debated this. Um, There's a lot of good choices here. Uh, Michael Cage tonight, if you missed it, went on, he was in rare form, went on a nice little diatribe about electricity and space. He threw some loose comparisons of Moses Brown to Hakeem Olajuwon, which was wild. Um, But in terms of routine Michael Cage quotes, I think you got to go with the, now folks, I don't know if it's a quote as much as a phrase. You know when you hear, now folks, whatever comes out of his mouth next is going to be insane. And I think that like when I hear Michael Cage speak in my dreams, uh, as I do often, I hope you do as well, that is how every phrase starts. That's how every sentence starts. I get a nice now folks. And I know I'm in Michael cage town. Um, you can't, you can't doubt the, the church league talk. Um, he just, (laughs) he had a phrase tonight where he talked about flapjacks and I honestly, flapjacks having to do with paying for the new court. And it was so absurd. I thought I was going crazy until Chris Fisher just goes, what? So it's good to know that Chris Fisher doesn't understand Michael Cage either. Um, if anything, we can probably look forward to a lot more absurd Michael Cage commentary this season. It's going to be like Bill Walton during a, a mid-tier Pac-12 basketball game. We're going to go on an adventure. Um, so we have that to look forward to. Last but not least, our last question for the night comes from at Longboy Shea. Who do you think ends up not getting a spot on this roster? Woo! All right. So the Thunder have too many players. They're going to have to cut some. That's going to come at the end of the week. I think the most obvious one, um, in my opinion, maybe not one, the most obvious two, Isaiah Roby and Kenrich Williams. Roby looked awful tonight. He looked worse than he did in the first game, and I didn't think he looked great in the first game. He did not look like an NBA player. Um, He may find himself in the G League if there really is a G League. Uh, maybe it's in a bubble. I don't know, but he, he does not belong on an NBA roster, even an NBA roster that is tanking. He dribbled it off his leg. He just had some really rough moments. He had a couple okay plays, but overall just not what you want to see out of an M- NBA caliber player. Kenrich Williams, similar. He's just not contributing at a level that you want to see. The third spot gets a little bit harder, and this is where I think the the Frank Jackson piece makes things tough. Um, because Frank Jackson was a non-guaranteed contract, which means they're going to have to cut somebody who is guaranteed. I think I lean 
towards, this is really hard. I lean towards Admiral Schofield and I don't want it to be Admiral Schofield because I really like him. Um, one, he has a cool name Two, He is a, uh, Lou Dort doppelganger. And I would just love the game one against the Rockets to run a double team of Lou Dort and Admiral Schofield. I think that would be hilarious and fantastic. I don't know if it's going to happen. I just don't know who else you want would cut. I would say Darius Miller, but he's got a pretty big contract that I think makes it tough to cut. TJ Leaf didn't play at all tonight. Maybe he's a candidate. But if I had to pick somebody, um, I think I pick Admiral. Sorry, buddy. I think Admiral and Roby and Kenrich Williams are your guys that are going to get the cut this week. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Lots to come. One more preseason game coming up against the Bulls. Billy Donovan, uh, once again, playing in Chesapeake Energy Arena. Playing, wow, coaching in Chesapeake Energy Arena for the other team as he did tonight. We'll have that covered up for you on our Twitter account as well as post-game podcasts. And then we'll be back again with a live pod Sunday night. So be sure to tune into the live stream on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. Uh, don't miss that. It's a lot of fun. We take your questions. It's very interactive and we love it. Also, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss a single episode. We have podcasts dropping after every single game and our weekly group pods dropping late Sunday night, Monday morning. As always, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. We are excited to dive into another Thunder season with you all. So thank you so much for listening. And until next time, Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.